You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors, but we're all locked up in this quarantine. Um, some wild TikToks and some really cute selfies, uh, mostly unfiltered. So it's reality TV throwback week. We had Safari on the show earlier this week, and now we got on another celeb reality from my favorite era of reality TV. He's here. I'm here to he's here so I can pick his brain and ask him all the questions that we've been dying to know since the shows were on the air. You may remember him from I Love New York, I Love Money, and Daisy of Love. You know him as 12 Pack, and I'm curious if he's still packing. Please welcome Mr. Dave Ammerman. How you doing, Dave? Yes. What's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? Pretty good. Just uh, enjoying life, you know? Just uh, kind of crazy right now with this whole quarantine situation. I've left the house four times in the last 30 days, but uh, luckily I got a pretty decent-sized house with a pool, and uh, I'm kicking back. And now you're married with kids, right? So you're like, family is all quarantined together in one house. How are they doing? They're doing all right. Actually, we have um, we had a house guest that came up like a week before this, and she was on her way to go start a new job in New York City, bartending. And obviously, that didn't that fell first. She's been here for like six weeks, also. So it's like three's company with the kids. I got a guest room, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, we're, we're partying it up over here. Are you doing? Are you homeschooling the kids? Are they um, like at school age, and you have to help them do their schooling and homework right now? Or is that mom's job? Yeah, well, my youngest isn't in school. Well, yeah, definitely mom's job. Um, but um, my youngest isn't in school yet. My oldest is in fourth grade, so he's 10 years old. I'm five. But, um, yeah, so she, she works with him. And uh, I get involved where I need to be, but I try to stay out of that. I got to work, you know. So what are you doing now? What is life for Dave, a.k.a. 12-pack, look like these days? Um. I own a bunch of uh, rental properties, so uh, you know I'm kind of in the real estate the biz on my own. You know, so I rent out a few uh, properties. I own four right now, and um, I manage. Uh, well, I'm an auction director for Golden Auctions. We sell high-end sports memorabilia, celebrity entertainment memorabilia. So any, basically any crazy thing you see like on TMZ Sports or something, it's usually an item that I've got going in the auction. So um, and that's online. So I'm still doing that from home, and we got an auction right now. It's 1,700 lots, and we should do like 10 million in sales. So it's, it's been busy. That's awesome. Do you like or does it like irritate you when people still refer to you as 12 pack? Or do you kind of just embrace it? Yeah, like I, at least I know what that's from, you know, because over the last 12, 13 years, I've gotten a lot of looks as if like, maybe I know this guy, like, maybe I went to high school with him. Maybe I've seen him at the gym. Maybe I've seen him on TV. Like, you just don't know what people are thinking. So at least when you get 12 pack, you know, okay, this guy, I know what he's thinking, you know, at least he's not thinking I'm someone that they, they think like, oh, is this is the guy from Kindergarten Cop? Is it Nick Lachey? Is it, at least you know, like, they actually know who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you still have a 12-pack? Um, you know, I mean, we're in quarantine right now. I was looking pretty good, but it's it's there. You know, I've been able to. I got a gym, so I've been able to hit some sit-ups. But actually, I was doing jujitsu in January, and I tore my shoulder. Um, so, obviously, I can't get surgery right now. So, I'm limited to push-ups and sit-ups and, uh, you know, just some so. Not not as good as I'd like it to be at the moment, but it's and it's almost pool season, which is disappointing. 
Yeah, got got to get ready. Got to get ready for you got to get your bikini body ready, Dave. <laughs> so, I did notice on your Instagram you were doing some some Botox injections. Can you explain what was what was happening and where you even got Botox? I feel like there's a shortage right now now that we don't have access to our plastic surgeons. Oh, well, I've I've got a stock. Um, actually, I've never I've never done it before. I just figured, you know what, I'm home. I, I I saw some pictures where I saw some lines, and I was like, you know what, let's do mine, and we'll film it, and we'll put it uh, we'll put it on Instagram. So it was the first time I'd ever done it. I already had people hitting me up saying, oh, where do you get it? Oh, I got to start doing it. I didn't know you did it. I was like, no, I don't. My wife has been doing it for the last since she was 21, um, and she taught herself pretty much how to do it. And you know, she's got a pretty big supply. So for me, that was. That was nothing, man. I just she just gave me one of her little bottles and let me have some fun. But you know, it's it's holding up. I trust your wife knows what she's doing. You're looking good, Dave. Um, I want to take it back to the I Love New York days. Okay, we'll start there. What was that experience like for you, living with all these other guys for a couple for how how many weeks were you even in the house? Uh, I think I was there for 19 days. Every other day is an episode, so however many episodes I was on, I don't remember, but uh, I think it was like 19 or 20 something days. So it was like three weeks. I think they did the whole production in maybe a month. Were you even into New York? Did you know it was New York coming into the house? And once you did know it was New York, were you still down? I, uh, I didn't watch flavor of love. So I had no idea. I knew who flavor Flav was from, um, the surreal life. And yeah. I watched a little love just because it was really uh, interesting to watch. Um, but it wasn't really my thing. You know, I was always out. I was coaching sports and, you know, just kind of going out. I wasn't really sitting around watching reality TV. So um, for me, I didn't have any idea who New York was. Um, I When I got an audition, they told me, you're coming to compete for a diva. And I figured, okay, this is going to be, you know, like I'm going to get punked. It's going to, you know, it's going to be a joke of a show. But yeah. it'll, it'll be, be some people, some friends will watch it at three in the morning and a couple people will see it. And you know, I didn't realize until we got in there and like everybody's like talking about Flavor Flav and it was on the air at the time and it hadn't even finished airing. So New York hadn't even been like eliminated from her second season yet. Ah. Um, so, yeah, so we were still kind of like that was still going on while we were filming this show. So to see how big that was getting and then here and now we're part of the next one. Um, and we knew it. I mean, the, the chance and real were hilarious. The cast was just it was just so wild and crazy that we knew once we were done filming, we're like, this thing's going to be crazy. People are going to watch this. Did you see yourself going all the way to the end? And did you actually see yourself having a like relationship with New York outside of the show? Or were you more just in Um, it just to get to the show and kind of, you know, use the opportunity for what it was? Yeah. I mean, I I pretty much made myself sort of clear. I thought at least when I got eliminated and I was kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm going to get any job and, I guess at the time I thought I was going to try to get into some TV stuff. I didn't really know what uh, TV route I was going to take. I wasn't like, I did theater, but I wasn't like a theatrical guy and I wanted to do Broadway. Uh, you know, for me, it was either like, let's let hit something big or nothing at all, pretty much. Um, so I wanted to do television. I just landed, you know, in this. It kind of handicapped me from doing other stuff because here I am, this reality character who people recognize the name and they put me as Blowback, you know, so... Uh, I don't know what else I could have done or played besides twelve pack at the time. And, you know, now we're a little bit, I guess, uh, years removed from that whole uh, scenario. I-, I think at the time, if I was less muscular, more just a general look, maybe I could have, you know, tried different things. Uh, like, I don't wear earrings anymore. I don't dye my hair. When I look at pictures back then, I'm like, man, no wonder I couldn't get a role in a, you know, in a thing because I-, I look like a specific character. Yeah. So, you know, it would have been different if I was, 
you know, the way I am now back then, but maybe it wouldn't have been as fun of a show either. So was acting the intention behind going on casting calls? You wanted to be an actor? Yeah, pretty much. You know, you want to be on movies, you want to be famous and all that stuff. You know, um, I studied film in college, actually. I was a minor in filmmaking and I took acting course, acting one and two. And I made actually made a reality show prior to filming I Love New York, where I was the director and the host. And I had guys living in a fake, you know, house. It was my senior film project in college. Uh, so I'd already kind of done these things from both sides. So when I got on, I knew what they were looking for. They yeah. needed someone who could, you know, just carry action, tell the story and kind of be part of it. So I, they liked having me because I could pretty much tell, you know, like, like lay out a scene, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, hey, right now, so-and-so is going to get eliminated X, Y, and Z. You know, so I can kind of talk about it. So they have stuff uh, on camera where people are talking. But the cast was good. Those guys were all pretty good. And you were really close with Jason, a.k.a. Heat. Are you guys still close? Have you kept a friendship? How is he doing? Um, after we were super tight on I Love New York, and then we filmed I Love Money. And at that point, we stopped kind of hosting parties together. So we kind of, you know, did our own thing on I Love Money. And uh, he got eliminated. And I think after that, he felt like I was gunning for him. And I think it was maybe just a big misunderstanding. Um, but I think we both kind of needed to do our own thing and go our own route. So after I Love Money, um, I went one way, he went completely the opposite and, uh, we reconnected about a year ago and uh, we've been in touch and it's, it's, it's been cool, you know, and I think, you know, we'll probably do a little something here maybe in the next couple of years just for fun. You know, why not? You know, I like making projects. Where are you living now? Uh, I live in uh, New Jersey. Oh, you're right. In New I Jersey. live, right, I'm from North Jersey, right outside of New York, but uh, my company is outside of Philadelphia. So I moved down here. Okay, so now let's let's uh, transition into I Love Money. So on I Love Money, there was a very notable relationship that you were in there after, you know, New York. You were then now kind of linked to Heather Chadwell, who was from Rock of Love. She's had some very interesting things to say about you recently. Um, what were your thoughts on just the experience of that show and your relationship with Heather? Was that real? Were you guys really interested in each other? Were you doing it more for the cameras? It's amazing that uh, she still has things, you know, recently to say, because uh, in the grand scheme of things, right, we met in Mexico. I'd never, I'd seen her on the show before and I thought she was cute. You know, she seemed like my type. Um, you know, we met in Mexico. We hung out for about two to three weeks on a TV show, hooked up a handful of times. Um, towards the end of the show, I was kind of already not really feeling her, but we still, I had a respect for her. I didn't go jump to Megan or another girl on the show. I just said, hey, I'm already kind of in this scenario. Let me just ride it out. Um, I ended up getting eliminated probably because people didn't like her. And if you watch the show and Megan it talks about getting rid of me, if I was, you know, partnered up with Megan, she wouldn't have been planning to get me out. So there was some things, some mistakes, but either way, the show ends. I go back to Jersey. She, we're in Mexico. I go back to Jersey. She goes back to LA. I've got my own life going on there. I didn't call her. You know, I was out partying, dating girls, just doing whatever. I never literally picked up the phone one time and said, let me say what's up to Heather. You know, it was literally a show thing. And even when we left in Mexico, um, the night after we're filming, there was a couple girls hanging around me and Heather's like, hey, you, you want to hang out with them? That's fine. Or I'm just going to go back to my room. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to hang out with these girls. So it was like not a relationship really. And then, um, we didn't talk the whole time. She came to New York one night when I hosted um, I hosted a party for the uh, I Love Money watch party. And she was in town. Entertainer was coming. Heat was coming. You know, so we had some people coming. So she's like, I want to come. So she flew herself in. I was like, great. I already had a girl fly in from a different state to come hang out with me for the, you know, for the evening. 
So Heather knew that though. She's like, no, listen, we're not dating. You know, the whole thing. She came in and then three in the morning, I'm getting these texts, you and that blonde, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, I haven't talked to you in months. Yeah. And it was just really unusual. And this is, this is the, we haven't filmed the, we hadn't filmed the, um, reunion. what do you call it? The reunion yet. So this is, this is day one, right? So the reunion films on week 12 or whatever. So we didn't talk again after that. Cause I was like, okay, that's like enough. But like, you know what I mean? And she's like, I apologize. At like five in the morning, her text turned from like crazy, like mad to like, Hey, I'm sorry. So I was like, okay, you know, listen, we're going our own ways and it's simple. I run into her at the Fox reality awards two days before the reunion. And we got nominated for an award for best kiss. We won. I had no idea either that I was nominated. I just went because we were on the show and I was glad, you know, to go in and hang out. And um, that night we ended up hanging out, you know, kind of just rekindling a little bit. Anyway, I went back to her place. We all hung out and, you know, that's where that kind of scenario went. Um, and then to, uh, the next day at the reunion, she found out that I had hooked up with Megan, like in Vegas, like just at a random party. It was something, you know, totally unrelated and just like went off, like as if I didn't tell her and I just hung out. It was, and here we are 13 years later, I have two kids. And she's still mentioning things. And I'm thinking like, man, like, I, I just picture that scene where, you know, the, the woman comes in, fatal attraction, boils the boils the Bonnie rabbit, like of the guys when he's out with like his kid. Like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking like, it's, like I'm looking around for that to happen next because, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have no relationship with this, this woman and she's still saying things. And she, the things I, I don't try not to pay attention, but people have brought them to my attention. I mean, she said things about, I mentioned something about throwing up or eating disorder. I mean, she's trying so hard to take things to such an extreme level. If yeah. I had mentioned it, it was like, cause we were young and I was like, you know, like just kind of joking around a little bit, you know, if I had even said something as crazy as that, you know, but she's going out here now, you know, in her forties and saying things that are like, again, doesn't hurt me whatsoever. It's just, I find it interesting that I'm brought up, you know, and now all of a sudden, um, that whole drama that just happened, I guess she had a podcast and that whole thing, uh, you know, kind of went out of whack. And now all of a sudden, uh, Lacey's been emailing me and I'm like, man, I just got brought right into this thing again. So I guess if Heather keeps wanting to bring me into things, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be right here waiting. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Lacey from Rock of Love and Heather were doing a podcast together and then it didn't end up, which is where she brought up a lot of this stuff where she talks about you. She talks a lot about Megan. She does not like Megan at all. Um, she says that you hooked up with Megan. Um, she also said that there was like a love triangle with you, her and Daisy from Rock of Love. Daisy had her own show, Daisy of Love, Daisy De La Hoya. So yeah, she brought up a lot of different accusations and it's interesting to see how her and Lacey reconnected and were even living together. And now their relationship has kind of crumbled and Heather was kind of blasting her on social media and that podcast very quickly fizzled out. What was your relationship like with Megan? You know, I, I, I don't think any of the girls, you know, on these shows could I really say that I had relationships with uh, more so than uh, mutual friendly casual really nothing you know uh megan and i didn't get to talk much on, on on the show because heather the one time me and megan and brandy were sitting by the pool hanging out i'm in my green speedos where we're hanging out having a good time it's where mexico it's an off day heather comes out and she's like yeah like yelling and they didn't show this on the it didn't make any sense to the episode and she's like that's it i'm done let's get him out of the house like talking about me and i was like what did i do and then i started realizing like oh, wow, like I got to tread real lightly here because I had clearly picked, you know, the person who was going to be possessive and 
starting fights with all these other girls just for talking to me. And now I'm thinking, this is like an alliance show. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, how am I going to get alliances? So I didn't talk to Megan really at all much during the show. And then afterwards, um, you know, we talked a few times online. Like you could tell there was a little bit of tension there, just like we saw each other were attractive, but we didn't, you know, there was nothing more than that. And then uh, we went to Vegas and, uh, you know, we'll just say she didn't even go to her hotel room. She came right to mine, dropped her stuff in there and jumped in the shower. And I was like, all right. And it's on. What um, yeah, what uh, were you guys in Vegas for? We were just hosting a party. Got it. Um, Tropicana, just the regular party. And you know it. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to host a party with this girl this weekend. And, yeah. okay, I'm going to do this, this weekend. So you know who you're hanging out with ahead of time. So you can either reach out and say what's up or just wait till you get there and see if they're going to be cool or, or not. You know, you get to meet so many cool people. So Heather also said that her feud with Daisy Delahoya, who was on Rock of Love 2, and then eventually you were on her show, and we'll get to that in a bit. But Heather said that while you got, that she had a, a feud with Daisy because Daisy, I guess there was a point where you were being interviewed by Daisy and you guys were flirting and she didn't like that there was kind of some chemistry between the two of you. What was that interview that Heather was referring to? And what was your relationship like with Daisy before going on her show? So, I mean, Heather, and Heather must have really been everywhere at that point. Because, you know, when you think you're, you're going out and she's not around, all of a sudden, like, okay, I'm not in the house. I can actually talk to a girl. And here, yeah, apparently, she was watching from somewhere. So, um, I was interviewed by Daisy. Uh, but we went out. Like, uh, it was an off day of filming. And, you know, the cast from VH1 comes in and says, hey, we're going to do some different things. We're going to go downtown. We're going to shoot 12 pack. We're going to shoot you here. Where you're going to get interviewed by Daisy, entertainer. You're going to go film something here. So they had stuff planned for us throughout the day, like different things. They brought Daisy down for that. I had no idea that Heather even knew about that interview besides watching the show or whatnot. But um, I, I guess, you know, there was some flirtatiousness. I mean, Daisy was like my type of girl, like completely, you know, like the tattoos, the blonde. I mean, she really was. Actually, after watching, um, and just to, just to set the record straight, I'm not this type of guy. I don't watch a show and say, oh, gee, I was on a reality show. Let me go hit them up and say, hey, I'm 12 Pat, you know me, blah, 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 and start. Like, the guys are all dating the girls on these shows. It was all, everyone was kind of intertwined. I tried to stay back, but when I saw Daisy on Rock of Love, I, uh, I messaged her on MySpace, and uh, we talked, we even got on the phone, and so I, I engaged, you know, right away, and we didn't go anywhere, obviously, but every opportunity I had to hang out with her, I, I took advantage of, and when I first had a show, I wanted to go on, because she was definitely my type of girl, no doubt. So your relationship with Heather seems like it really was just for the show. It was kind of like a fling during filming, but it didn't seem like it on your side of things was going to go anywhere beyond that. I knew, you know, before we got out of the house, I knew after the first week it kind of got old, you know, so, uh, you know, but then it's already starting to get old. And here come the producers and they're like, hey, uh, we never really got that scene where you guys are like talking and, you know, kind of. Where, where does that relationship begin? Because the relationship began in the hotel the day before we filmed, essentially. Mm. So the producers had us go and, you know, sit down and have this nice little kiss, and um, which was like a week later. And it was kind of like we'd already done that, so we were just kind of redoing it. So maybe that's why when you watch, you're like, oh, these guys really are into it. But that was like a week earlier. So literally come week two or three, I think I was on I Love Money for, again, 15 days, 20 days. It was not long. So, you know, if we're two weeks into the show where I'm almost – out of the house at that point and by that point Heather and I were sleeping in the same bed because we you get your sleeping arrangement day one you got to look at it like if you do something wrong to someone they're going to get mad and this is a show where we're trying to all be friends yeah. you know and Heather was a, a vindictive person so you know as soon as she's like let's get him out the first time I was like man 
I really don't want to do anything where she's going to like go against me and then I'm going to get eliminated. That's the only way to get eliminated is rally the troops and you vote for somebody. And not everybody got voted for every week. So if I got three or four votes, I might be in the box just because Heather and people join in. So um, we were sleeping in the same bed, but literally like on opposite sides. I mean, it was like at that point, you know, usually after 10 years of marriage, you might think that might be an option not after two weeks. So, you know, I just knew it wasn't going to work out. Um, but, you know, you just try to you just try to get through the show and keep her happy. Really, that was the goal. I was, if she got eliminated, things might have gotten interesting. Was there any sex going on in the house? Not just with you guys, but just like were the couples actually hooking up in the house? Or were you guys knowing that there were cameras around kind of like trying to stay as abstinent? Well, you know, I mean, I had, we had all been on a show prior, so we'd all kind of knew there was cameras around. You know, you can't really get away. We did know you can go in a bathroom. There's no camera going to follow one person in the bathroom. If two go into a bathroom or a shower, cameras allowed to follow because uh, of that conversation. Obviously, they're not going to come and film you if you go to the bathroom by yourself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yes, there was definitely uh, all that going on. And I didn't, you know, you don't realize the, the like how much people can see or whatnot. I just remember going down for an interview. And the interview uh, woman talking to me, and she's like, wow, you know, you and Heather yesterday. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, how could you see it? It was pitch black. I forgot they got, like, the infrared cameras up on the thing. And they were getting into detail. And I was like, okay, they definitely, you know, I was like, they definitely uh, could see everything, you know. So, um, but it didn't stop people, you know. Were there any other relationships going on inside the house that we didn't really get to see? Or flings that we missed? I mean, they kind of they kind of captured them all. I mean, honestly, there was stuff on the cat like on the show that I didn't even see was going on. Like there were scenes, you know, where like yeah. the girls are flirting with pants or something. I was like, that one. Um, you know, uh, not that I can say that Megan and White Boy had like a romantic relationship, but I, you know, I, you know, Megan told me some things, and uh, I, you know, I, it was more serious or more of a relationship or more intimate, I guess you could say, than I thought it, that relationship was. That was one for sure. Um, that was interesting, um, but maybe not in the camera, but I know after the show, you know, kind of some things that went down and whatnot. Um, but yeah, they captured them all. I mean, real was real was head over heels, like asked her to marry him like numerous days on the show. I mean, he was dead serious and really probably thought he had a chance. He had a boyfriend the whole time on the show. Yeah. And then obviously destiny and entertainer. And I think he was maybe, you know, trying to, I think destiny and he might've been an interesting matchup and maybe that's part of the reason why entertainer. Uh, got rid of heat possibly. Are there any of the cast members that you've kept in touch with since? Um, well, I love, are you talking about just all the shows in general? Yeah, here, or yeah, all the show, all the cast members that you've worked with from I Love New York, I Love Money, and then uh, even Daisy of Love. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I moved to Nashville. That's where my wife's from. So Sinister and Chi Chi moved out there for music. Uh-huh. So I got to, I got to hang with them for the last like five years, going to the clubs and they're sinister DJing. Um, I was DJing, so I would DJ their parties. And then he obviously started DJing his own parties. But anytime something big would go on in town, uh, he would be my guy to go out with him and Chi Chi. Flex, you know, Flex, my boy, you know, obviously he's in Chicago. So how often do you fly out to Chicago for a weekend when you got kids and everything? So, you know, we see each other limited. Entertainer and I got pretty close during. I love money. You know, we obviously we live near each other in New York, so we were going to parties all the time. But, um, you know, he's close. He got close with my family and everything. And I have nothing bad to say about Entertainer. We just kind of, you know, lost contact, really. So just to select a few people here and there, really. So how did you end up getting cast on Daisy of Love? Because they typically don't 
unless you are brought back into the same series for like a future season, they typically don't mix the cast members on other dating shows. But you were a contestant on I Love New York and then you were a contestant on Daisy of Love. Did the producers call you and are like, we want you to do this show or was it more of like a you applied for it or how did that happen? Well, luckily I knew people, so it wasn't as formal as, you know, me having to reach out. You know, it's all about who you know, really. Um, I went to do the reunion for I Love Money, and I knew they kind of wanted to do more with me, but there really wasn't a lot you can do. It's either give them a dating show, put them on a contest show, or, you know, like you could tell they wanted to do more with us, but it was limited. So um, when I knew it was Daisy, at that point I had already met her twice, and, um, you know, I was into her, and we hadn't even kissed, you know, at that point either, so... Um, you know, I wanted to, I was single. I was as single as can be. So, um, yeah, I just, I, at the reunion, I talked to one of the producers who I knew, you know, could get me on. And I just said, Hey, I'm interested. And they were like, they were looking they were like, you, you want to be on that? You know, I guess for them, they were like, why would you want to go back? And I could have got eliminated the first night. Um, but I said, yeah, let me, you know, I'll go on there. And there was literally the words were, okay, done. And that was it. I was like, all right, just tell me where to be when it was pretty easy. And how did that relationship, because you made it to the top three, but like how did that relationship develop in the house and was there anything that happened outside of the house? Yeah, I mean, inside the house, my goal was to really get along with her, date her, you know, court her, get down to the end. Hopefully there was one guy she liked more than me. You know, she picks him and then I get my own show. You know, that was like the ultimate feeling. Cause I couldn't go on another show. Yeah. And when I did get eliminated, they called me and said, Hey, we wrote one for you. You know, I knew I was like, I, I did what I needed to do. One of those feelings of satisfaction where you're like, Hey, we've come this far. You know, we, we are one of thousands of people who even applied for I Love New York to get on that show. One of three cast, four cast members from I Love New York to get on the I Love Money show. And, you know, here's another opportunity where I've now, out of how many people auditioned, there was probably thousands for Daisy of Love. People, I've heard stories of people waiting in lines and things. And now I made it to the final three. You know, yeah. I made it to the finals and I lost. You know, I'm like, what? This is it. You know, I made it. And they told me I had my own show. And, you know, so it was really, it was, it was an awesome feeling. You know, um, after the show, Daisy did her thing. I was a little, not disappointed. She picked whoever she picked. Um, you know, but literally a month later, I was on the spring break tour and I met my wife on that tour. So every time I had seen Daisy since, um, the show I'd been dating my wife, you know, so there was no over an opportunity to reconnect. Although, you know, I did see her at a club in New Jersey and she was drinking a lot. She even was like, Hey, you know, I don't want to be alone tonight. Like come hang out. Instead. I was like, here, come with me. And I brought her to my friend's house who had people over after the club. And I let them kind of all do their thing. And they were like, man, thanks for bringing Daisy, you know, and then I dipped out, you know? So, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, she's obviously happy in her relationship as well. And, uh, wasn't just wasn't meant to be I guess you know I mean maybe you know could have been but you know I mean that's at least there was enough connection to get myself to the final and you know what I mean like yeah. really enjoy the show great time great time what was the concept of the show that they were talking to you about having was it a dating show yeah it was uh, they told me they were like it's going to be called I love Dave slash 12 pack because Daisy named me Dave slash 12 pack because she was trying to call me by my name because you know the 12 pack name was a you know, it was, wasn't from her show, you know? So she was trying to separate that. And I didn't mind explaining to Dave and VH didn't, VH1 doesn't own Dave. All right, let's take a very quick break to talk about wine. I know we're drinking a lot of wine lately. We're drinking a lot lately, and I get it. Look, it's this quarantine life. We're trying to get used to it. And look, at the end of the day, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to help you. I'm right there with you. I'm literally drinking a glass of wine right now. 
But while we're drinking wine, we want to be more mindful about it. And that's why I always go with Dry Farm Wines. They are my go-to hangover-free wine. That's right. I said it. Hangover-free wine. That way you're getting a little lit, but you're not doing all that damage to your body that's going to make you hurt in the next morning. I love Dry Farm Wines because they don't have all the added sugar. They don't have all the added dyes. This is no two-buck chuck from, you know, the supermarket. This is real good, premium, high-quality wine. I trust them. They are my go-to wine brand that I order from all the time because I want to make sure if I'm going to drink, it's going to be good, good stuff. No two-buck chucks for me. And no two-buck chucks for you either. So give Dry Farm Wines a try. Like I said, it's my favorite clean, hangover-free wine. So if you want to have fun tonight but you don't want to hurt tomorrow definitely give Dry Farm Wines a try. Go to dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K, dryfarmwines.com slash Zach. I put the link in the description to make your life easier. So go right now and order Dry Farm Wines. Things with Daisy just didn't end up working out, but you ended up um, meeting your wife right around the same time. So you guys have been together for, is it been 10 years yet? Uh, yeah, I have a 10 year old son, you know, he'll be 11 in December. So it's going on, you know, we'll be, we'll be dating for 12 years, uh, you know, next year. So we just had our 11 year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. And listen, I mean, anyone can attest, I was not looking for a girlfriend, a wife. I mean, I think that's what made it so good is because I just filmed the show. It hasn't even aired. I made it to the final. I'm about to get a dating show. Like, why would I want to get a girlfriend or, you know, I mean, and I think my wife, had the same mentality. I'm single. I'm young. I'm, you know, she was living it up. Um, so neither of us were looking for that. And I think that's what made it so easy, you know, that, you know, she let me do my thing. I hosted parties, you know, we trusted each other. There's no reason to BS one another. And, uh, you know, we got, we have two kids and a third one on the way right now. Wow. Congrats. So did the show not come to fruition? Cause there was the, the breakdown of 51 minds and the Ryan Jenkins scandal. A couple of the other cast members have talked about that. Was that why your show didn't end up coming to fruition either? Or were you just in a new relationship and really weren't interested in pursuing it? No, I mean, I definitely would have pursued it. I, I spoke with my wife at the time and said, Hey, I'm getting a dating show and you're going to have to deal with me kissing some girls. And, you know, she was cool with it, you know, which, you know, makes it that much better to want to be with someone. I, I dated a girl before I lived in New York and she was like, I can't be with you if you're on that show. And I'm like, I'm going to maybe kiss her. Like, don't worry, I'm not leaving her for you. And Oh no, we got to break up. I was like, then fine. You know, and yeah. we did, you know, so, and we didn't get back together after, after the show. Although I'm, I'm on, I love New York thinking I have a girlfriend. Although I knew, like, you know, we weren't together. And meanwhile, once the show ended, I had no interest in getting back with her anyway. So that whole thing killed me on that show. But, um, yeah, no, things are, things are good. That's good. It seems like you're in a really good place now. Do you miss the reality TV world? Would you go back to it? Or are you just kind of in a different place now? And you can look back on that and appreciate it. But, you know, you've moved on. Well, I've always, I've always had a passion for film. I, um, I've got a YouTube channel that I throw a couple little videos on now that I just kind of started with this whole quarantine because I really haven't had time. Yeah. You know, ultimately, first goal is, hey, I got to make money. I got to get, you know, establish myself in the professional world. Like, I think a lot of people, I could have went the acting route and who knows, you know, been looking for a paycheck here or there, or, you know, been out of work maybe with this whole quarantine thing. Um, but luckily, I worked myself in the business world up. And established reputation for myself. You know, people know me as Profect, but they know me and we have fun with it a little bit. It's a celebrity type business and we're selling celebrity memorabilia and things like that. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So I, people don't look at it and say, oh my gosh, because they know me by now. 
and I've built that reputation in the business. But for the first couple of years when I still had the spiky hair, still was all big and muscular and jumped, I had a degree, jumped in the finance world and tried to, you know, get different jobs, different companies. I've had, you know, law firms that basically took me through the interview process, said, you're good to go, found, uh, you, you know, not a YouTube video, but a post online somewhere and said, hey, we're not going to have you come here. And I went through dozens of companies where I, you know, they couldn't keep me on uh, or they wouldn't take me on because of my exposure. I've collected sports memorabilia my whole life. So regardless of, you know, what past I have with this and that, I know sports memorabilia and there's no denying that. So I've worked my way up with Steiner Sports to become their auction director. And then I got brought on to Golden Auctions to be their auction director. And it's the biggest sports memorabilia auction house in the game. So I'm good at what I do, you know, and, and you know, that's, that's a good thing. I know a lot of people, uh, but now I'm ready to get back and have some more fun. You know, my boss is cool. You know, he wants to, you know, do some more television. He's on uh, media all the time as well. So we're looking to do something with our own uh, office. We've actually pitched a little something for that. And, um, you know, hopefully I can just have some fun projects. I got pitched a pretty cool one the other day. So, you know, keep my options open. Wouldn't mind getting back on the screen for a minute. That would be nice to see you back on TV. Um, where can people, you know, if people want to check in with you now and see the family life, where can they follow you and, and watch your YouTube videos and just check in with, with 12-pack? Um, you know, everything really right now, Instagram is kind of big. So Instagram yeah. is Dave12PACK. Uh, that's my handle at Instagram. That's where you guys can follow me on there. Um, my YouTube channel, if you just type Dave12Pack Ammerman, uh, you'll see it. But it's more kid-friendly. Um, you know, I have a four-year-old and we do projects together. So it's more for the kids. If you have a kid and you want to see some fun projects, um, I'll be adding some good stuff soon. Sweet. I love it. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Dave, and for chatting with me. I appreciate it. I've been loving and appreciating all of these like throwback clips and episodes that I've been watching. I devoured all of this when it first came out, and now I'm back in it again. And just seeing how into it people are, do you still even get recognized when you're out right now? I don't look exactly as like the same as I used to, but once in a blue, you know, I'll get that like random interaction and they know immediately and you know, and it's really cool. Um, but it's not like it used to. I don't get mobbed, which I like the simple life, you know, kind of without having to deal with worried about, oh my gosh, did somebody see that or this or my boss going to see what I did on TV last night? Yeah. I don't have to worry about any stuff anymore. No, that's awesome. All right, everybody needs to go and follow Dave at, at Dave12Pack on Instagram. And his YouTube is Dave12Pack Ammerman. I'm looking at his videos right now. You need to do some workout videos, Dave. That way you can keep us, like, fit right now while we're stuck inside. I will. I will. All right. Thanks, Dave. Guys, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. And don't forget to listen to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday while we're on lockdown. We're three times a week um, until the foreseeable future. And at this point, who knows how long it's going to be. So let's enjoy this together. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. And until next time, I'm going to go watch me some more. I love money. Okay, bye.